You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hello, listeners. Uh, thank you for joining us today on the show. It's not a new show. It's not a new show. It's not the road to WrestleMania that you're expecting. Uh, there have been a few bumps on the road to WrestleMania. Um, one thing is we're battling this uh, super virus, the COVID-19. Uh, another thing is um, uh, I had a friend uh, pass away um, yesterday, last night, or the other night. Uh, I fell asleep and uh, passed away in his sleep, and he's been on the show before. And uh, so I decided that um, we'd play his episode. Um, he was on the episode, uh, The Boys of Halifax, The Comedians of Halifax. And uh, his name was Andrew Vaughn. And he was a huge wrestling fan and uh, a good friend of mine. And he was somebody who, um, whenever I went to Halifax, I would always play whatever stages he ran. We would always hang out together. We would mostly, we would do a lot of shows together, whether it be down in Ontario, I mean, down in uh, the Maritimes or up here in Ontario. Uh, We played Toronto together. We played Ottawa together. We played you know, Halifax, so many times together, uh, Spring Hill, we had a memorable uh, night in Spring Hill where uh, an 80-year-old woman rushed the stage and got on stage and and uh, kissed him on the lips, and uh, he's a guy who said he couldn't get paid, but, you know, he had no problem getting this golden girl, and, uh, you know, and then that night we're driving home, and it's the first day of spring, and we're in the middle of a snowstorm in the Maritimes, and uh, we almost put it in the ditch. We uh, got out of the ditch, and we're lucky to survive. And uh, Andrew, uh, thank you for keeping your cool behind the wheel that night. Um, you know, uh, it just sucks. He was such a huge wrestling fan, and uh, he really was starting to get into New Japan, and uh, he really loved AEW. He tweeted at the Dark Order to ask him to join. They actually got back to him. Uh, I couldn't stop laughing when I saw that tweet. And one of my favorite stories about him was, uh, I remember uh, after Ricky Steamboat's first show in Ottawa, we had to drive uh, that night to Kingston. And uh, we got into Kingston, and um, uh, he was at the Absolute Comedy Club, And Ricky Steamboat was staying at the hotel beside the comedy club. So when we pulled in, he was out having a smoke. Just happened to be there per circumstance. And I walked up to him and I said, uh, he was about to go back in to the show. And I said, wait here for a second. I want you to meet someone. He said, who? And then Ricky Steamboat got out of the car. And I said, Ricky Steamboat, uh, come and meet my friend Andrew Vaughn. And my buddy Andrew, he just turned into a kid. And he his mouth dropped, and he started marking out and telling the steamboat how much he loved him since he was a child, and thanked him for all these childhood memories, and uh, you know, and then I made fun of him for it, and uh, you know, I always saw a lot of me in Andrew Vaughn, and uh, it's just too bad. Thirty six years old, he's gone too soon. Uh, thanks for the last big cat. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode today. Rest in power. Rest in peace. Actually, rest in peace.
Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. I am your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining in. If you're new to the show, you can see us on our social medias. Uh, we would be on the old Instagram at uh, Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. On the Twitter, we are at TNWPod. And on Gmail, you can send us a Gmail telling us how you like the show or whatever. Uh, on the Gmail, we are at talkingwrestling at gmail.com. So that's where we're going on there. Remember, we also, if you're on iTunes, uh, rate, review, subscribe. Two out of three ain't bad, but I'd prefer all three. And we do have a promotion going on. If you give us a five-star review, a five-star, why do I always have trouble with this? You know what's going on, people, but I can never get this fucking thing right. We, if you give us five stars and a review, we will send you a postcard from the 80s. Now, it hasn't been posted. It's actually in a book of wrestling superstars from the early 80s. So you give me your top five wrestlers, we will try to send you one of those wrestlers. So try to think pre-Hulkamania, because that's how old this book is, all right? And just remember, uh, we will be having Ricky Steamboat coming up on the show in a few weeks. So we are doing a special uh, Ricky Steamboat episode. If you give us a review of that issue, the Ricky Steamboat issue, one winner will win an autographed Ricky Steamboat postcard from uh, us here at Talking Wrestling. So that's how that was working. And, and uh, today, um, I'm going to read you a review and uh, pretty happy with it. I'm going to tell you that. These people clearly know me, you know, and, the, and I love this. I love this. Here we go. This is from the United States of America. So thank you very much uh, by Bob Johnny. And it's uh, Excellence in Podcast Execution. I'm already very happy with it because clearly this person knows my favorite wrestler is Brett the Hitman Hart. So here we go. Casey the Hitman Corbin. Oh, fuck. I got a boner right there. Thank you. Sorry. Let me start again. Casey the Hitman Corbin delivers every week. No. With uh, fresh. Oh, my phone just went off. Fuck. I hate iPhones. Here we go. Casey the Hitman Corbin delivers every week with fresh and unique content every Thursday. The first thing I do Thursday morning when I wake up at the crack of noon. <laughs> is uh check in for a fresh episode thanks casey the best corbin and i love that thanks bob stadford i love the best corbin because we all know how i feel about baron corbin he's not even a real fucking corbin it pisses me off did you know that he used to play uh for kansas or he's from kansas city so you know my biggest fear is they're gonna start calling him kansas city corbin and then they're gonna shorten that to fucking casey corbin and then what the fuck am I going to do? Baron Corbin is using my fucking name to get over with Kansas City Chiefs. All right. I don't even know what that means. But, folks, I'm here in Halifax. And uh, Halifax is a great town. Some great matches down here in Halifax. Maybe you remember during the Monday Night Wars, during the America-Canada rival I believe Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation wrestled the Patriot and a bunch of J-Brones in a flag match. And I know Canada came out on top. I do remember that very vividly. Um, also, I've been doing comedy in Halifax for years. And I'm down here doing comedy and I'm about to go to St. John, New Brunswick. And uh, today I'm in my hotel room and I'm joined by three of the finest 
comedians in Halifax. Three guys I've all I've worked with. Three guys I know are funny, and I've spent time in the car with them. And if you're ever in a car with a comedian, if you're not talking about music or comedy, usually wrestling is right up there too. And I've talked wrestling with these guys, and I thought, why not have a panel show with the three of us? We'll talk about what's going on in wrestling today, and we'll do a little list, and we'll have some laughs. So first off, uh, I got my partner on the Heavyweights of Comedy Tour. It's a tour that we do down here in the Maritimes. Uh, last time out, we hit Spring Hill, and where else did we hit? Uh, fucking, I don't remember now. Spring Hill and New Glasgow. Uh, New Glasgow, yeah. New Glasgow. See, and he's the guy that books the shows. That's why <laughs> we're so successful. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, who is a touring comedian out of Halifax, he's played Absolutes in uh, Ontario, and uh, just released a CD called Too Fat to Go Kart. And believe me, he is sitting right here, and he might be too fat for this chair. Yeah. Uh, but he is definitely too Smug. fat to go kart because i'm smaller than you and i'm too fat to go kart and that uh, cd is available on it's right now on cdbaby.com and it's also going to be on itunes in a couple days there so. you go folks so get your pre-orders in today get this cd now let's get him a number one cd you only need to sell 10 copies that day that puppy drops and you oh, can have number shit, one really yeah get everybody it's to buy it on the day <laughs> you don't have a hundred dollars you buy yourself 10 fucking copies bud come on how bad do you want a number you one know what? Selling i wasn't CD? gonna let my mom listen to it and her friends listen to it but i think now yeah i'm gonna ch- i'm changing that opinion joyce on, you do it with you, twitter followers already come don't on. talk till we introduce you <laughs> Jesus, somebody's never listened to the show. No. And now we have to go to the next guy because he's already spoke. (laughs) The next comedian, I worked with him last time down, which was probably in the summertime, maybe in the spring, and uh, very funny, and also uh, really knows his wrestling. Ryan Freed is here. Ryan, how you doing? I'm not too bad. You already got your mistakes uh, made off the top. It was uh, Austin, Undertaker, and Dude Love in the main event in Halifax in the flag match. So, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. No, the Patriot was also in it. He, he, he was on the show, but he wasn't in the flag match. I begged, I, well, we're going to have to Google this, and we'll find out. <laughs> but because uh, somebody spent time with Brad Hart during that week, I guess that makes <laughs> you the expert, but we'll get to that story later. Um, yeah, so big deal. Your dad knew Brad Hart. Fuck, who cares? Oh. <laughs> Oh, I got pictures with the eagle belt. Like I fucking give a shit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, our next our next comedian, uh, next comedian that's here. Oh my god! I first uh, found this guy on Twitter doing hashtag wars on at midnight Comedy Central, and uh, it's very hard to win a hashtag war because in any given night there's sixty thousand tweets on one hashtag, and it's impossible to win it. And this guy has won one. So therefore, he's been on at midnight. So therefore, he's a contributor to Comedy Central. <laughs> and he's here right now in front of me. And very funny gentleman, Travis Lindsay. Thanks hey, for joining the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. And what was your hashtag in your award-winning tweet? Oh, God. Uh, it was uh, shirt quotes. And uh, mine was uh, a quote from Casablanca. <laughs> Here's looking at you, skid. <laughs> Here's looking at you, Award winning. Uh, that was central. That's all it took. How many now, fucking credits do you need? <laughs> except you have the, all that we can possibly get right now, except doesn't have a dad in his life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, maybe some things are better than having a dad. <laughs> maybe the acceptance of Comedy Central's At Midnight and Chris Hardwick it. It might be better than having a dad. I just got to remind him once a day. That's all I got to do. 
Yeah, well, you don't have to remind me. I've won a hashtag war, and I've had a dad. <laughs> and I still have one. My mom's dad. Um, so my hashtag winner that I won was food comedians. I was, and, and, and here's the rare thing. I was the only one to do this tweet. Nobody else had copied it. I'm sure... I love when... Have you ever had someone call you out on a tweet and say they copied you? Yeah, yeah. And then you just put it into Google? That's it. And then... You, or like the tweet search, and you see that they're the 47th person to do it? Yes. And you're... Timestamp, yeah. Yeah. The timestamps are the best. And when I searched mine, when I won, it was amazing that I was the only person that thought of food comedians. I got a favorite earlier in the night for Phyllis Dinner. <laughs> and I got... Uh, a uh, favorite earlier in the night for Slim Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. which is two favorites in one night. That's all you're going to get. Hashtag I, love yeah. current I references. Went, I went to bed and uh, I woke up the next morning to all these congratulations as the kids in the Hollandaise sauce. Oh, that's a good one. Was the best food comedians. Yeah. So I was very happy with that. And uh, that was my 11th hashtag game. My roommate, Michelle, had been playing for a year and had never cracked a top 10 and i was like i think i'm done like 11 games i mastered this entire thing yeah (laughs) and then no i played for another three years and could never win again i was in many top 10s but it's so fucking hard to get that second one and in that time michelle had two so i never caught up to her but the show's done now so it means say you'll never get your chance now no we'll never get our chance Chris Hardwick ruined it for everyone. Chris Hardwick. I was always asleep when that show was going. I was like, I'm not even going to try. Like, I'm like, I'm fucking, yeah. (laughs) This old man's ready for bed. Fucking put him down. Sitting in the exact same position. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we (laughs) are. All right, so let's get at it. Uh, First of all, I think I want to talk about, like, this is going to air not this week, so next week, so there's no point in talking really about Survivor Series, because by this time it'll air, Survivor Series will all already happen. And I can't believe Kurt and Triple H got into it. <laughs> yeah. Cost them the match. <laughs> SmackDown. Oh, that's totally going to happen. <laughs> and not only that, what's going to happen between, you know, eventually Hunter and Shane are going in that direction. I think Hunter and Shane's the next WrestleMania match. You think, okay. I For, think it's Hunter and Kurt, but I think Hunter and Shane jumping off something would be a better match. I wish they'd both jump off a bridge. No, no, I, I don't think that. Because we all know that fucking Shane can jump off a helicopter. There's your finish right there. Oh, my God. The helicopter drop. Imagine if that was yeah. his new finish. He just swims his arms in the air <laughs> as he jumps off the top rope. Where is that? He's like, I thought it'd be good. It's the helicopter drop. <laughs> it's like, no, Shane O'Mac. That's not good. But let's talk about Jericho uh, leaving the Fozzie tour to go wrestle in Japan. I, I, I was thinking about this. I don't, you know what? I might be one of the worst wrestling fans because I was thinking about this today. Like, I don't give a shit about Japanese wrestling. Like, I'm like, I'm not trying to be an asshole about it, but like, I'll watch that match. But like, I have so many wrestling friends. Like, oh, you got to check out and this fucking name that I'll never be able to pronounce. And I'm like, I could care less if it's not WWE. I could care less. You can pronounce them. They're pretty simple names. No, I can't. I'm illiterate. Three syllables. Oh, 
ka da <laughs> it's the same as can na da well, uh, all right well you know when it's Okada. written down it doesn't look that way so you're looking at it as japanese wrestling it just so happens it's to be bad. wrestling made don't... from japan like most of the wrestlers not the top i can't follow it it's like too far away it's not too far away it's on your fucking it's the same distance it's on your computer no yeah it's on your couch you have no idea have you not have you not watched Kenny Omega versus Okada yet? No, I have not. Any of those matches? No. What is wrong with you? <laughs> like, 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 what, do you not have an hour where you can't stop masturbating, where you have to just sit down and watch an hour-long like, match? It's WWE, I like it. Like I watch it. Like so, you're a WWE snob? No, I just don't bother looking. Like I have never watched Ring of Honor. I've never watched like like any of the indie fucking feds that people love. Like I know, but, like I've watched WWE with you and you hate it. Like yeah, I know, but that's part of the fun. Why right? not watch wrestling that's good? Like because I don't have time. I'm, I'm a busy man. <laughs> All right, but you've got time to watch crap <laughs> there's nothing Look. better than jr trying to pronounce a japanese man's name <laughs> oh dude okay the i hell did watch, I did watch half of that and i watched like the time splitters once because i was told they had like a back to the future entrance yeah and i liked that match that was a really a, good match yeah so here when i went to war of the worlds in toronto last some um, last uh spring i didn't know all the japanese wrestlers i knew uh tanahashi and i knew okada but okada wasn't there but um, I saw one Japanese guy was in the audience, and he was dressed up as Marty McFly. And I was like, what's that guy all about? And I said to Ryan McClunham, who is Asian, I just assumed that he would know because he's Asian. But <laughs> I said, I said, and he did. No, he didn't. I said, I said, hey, why is there a guy dressed up as Marty McFly? Is there some crazy Japanese guy with a gimmick that he's Marty McFly? And he's like, I don't know. And then sure enough, that's the first time I ever saw Kushida. He wrestled Jay Lethal that night, and Kushida's whole gimmick is he's Marty McFly, and he even kind of, he even like has shirts that say "Out of Time." Yeah, that's, you know, that's like, cool. Which is the license plate from Back to the Future, right? So I yeah, that's cool. And well, he's, why, done, he's done Wrestle Kingdom entries. He's, he's done an angle where he saves his mom from getting raped. Is yes, that, yeah. yes. There's a whole this finish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's a Japanese rape preventer. <laughs> there's there's a Japanese pay per view called The Enchantment Under the Sea Dance. <laughs> <laughs> that's a legit PWG pay per view. I swear to God, they did a show called <laughs> Enchantment Under the Sea. It should be. It should be. So, anyways, you don't know what you're missing. You've never seen the Young no, Bucks. I, I guarantee young it's Bucks. fucking amazing. You I just don't know. I, no, no, I've never watched a Young Bucks match. Oh my god! So, I've like, you don't, you don't know any like Bullet Club shit at all. I know like, like Cody Rhodes is in Bullet Club. I know Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. The other guys don't even ask me to try to tell you who's in wow. it. It's all right. There's only like two other guys. Uh, no, but they just, I saw they just put some like Australian guy, fat guy in there. Well, I mean, like, like, like Wrestle Kingdom's coming up. Jericho's going to be on it. This is the perfect time for you to get into it. Yeah. Well, no, I just can't follow it. So, like, I'll watch the occasional match. It's match-up. so easy to, it's so much easier than WWE up. to follow. There's like a Maybe, show every month. You know what? Like, first, just, you look at, start with a couple of what cultures up, like, top 10 <laughs> things good about japanese wrestling and when you find that you'll be like yeah because we know you love what culture and you yeah. love their top tens yeah. so just watch a bunch of them top 10 reasons why andrew vaughn should get into japanese wrestling <laughs> number one he should stop calling it japanese wrestling has wrestled in japan and then if not i'm not interested what's that hello parka is he in japan yet parka is in japan okay then i'm interested <laughs> oh but, he's, but he's not Parka because that's not that's french oh so, are you excited now, Travis? What do you think about this Chris Jericho Okada? I'm I'm totally excited for it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I and it's not Okada; it's Jericho versus Omega. Omega. Yeah, Alpha, because Chris Jericho needs another nickname. <laughs> yeah, Alpha. 
He's got more nicknames than fucking Apollo Creed. Like, that is ridiculous. But yeah, so it's the Alpha versus the Omega. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Frat Wars. <laughs> you know? It sounds like also like a good porn. But um, yeah, so what do you think about it? Like, were you surprised? Like, like everybody else sort of thought it was going to happen on a boat. Yeah, no, you know? I, didn't, I didn't have any clue that it was going to happen. I saw the poster and I thought it was fake. Oh, well, there was, there was like, text going back and I saw, forth. I'd seen the Twitter stuff, and I was like, oh, this is just them. He was on his podcast, whatever. They're, just they're building something yeah, up. Yeah. Like, they're both from Winnipeg. They both have heat with each other. They're like, I'm the best guy from Winnipeg. I'm the best guy from Winnipeg. Roddy Piper's dead. So, <laughs> you know, and then Cyrus is like, what about me? Nobody cares. <laughs> Sorry, Don. Um, I like the jackal. <laughs> the jackal. I like the jackal, too. Like, yeah, the truth commission. Was that what it? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. You put those dots in the middle of the forehead. Sniper. Kurgan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kurgan. The, Maritime, the, the Maritime's own Kurgan. <laughs> Has, have you ever Would seen you him? Would you like to here? have him in Ontario? You can have him. I've, not I've, I've, never seen him. I've, never, I've never seen him. You've never seen him? I've never You've never seen Kurgan live? No, I've never seen Kurgan. Uh, no, like you're or, lucky. Or just, around, or just around the Maritimes. Because uh, yeah. he still lives around here. Yeah, well, yeah, I used hopefully to not for R.A.W. He was hoping Sherlock Holmes was going to... Bring him back, but it was like, no, you fought Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> it did, and it, it was a good fight too. He's like, they, I love how it shows him how he beats him, like before before he does it, and say, "How's he gonna do this?" And it shows all slow mo, and they, and it's like, yeah, that's how I do it. So, um, Kurgan, but he's such an oddity. So, but yeah, I think I think it's it's gonna be great. It's not gonna be the main event. It's the co-main event. Obviously, the main event is uh, is Okada versus uh, Naito. And, um, you know, I love his purple suit. He's a great wrestler. I love, like, you know, the way he, when he has a title, the way he just treats it, it's very reminiscent of Stone Cold. Yeah. The way Stone Cold would just throw the title, not into the Cleveland River, but, like, Mm -hmm. into the, I wonder how many Raw fans were, like, snorkeling in the Cleveland River (laughs) trying to get that belt. Somebody has that belt. They have to. Yeah, it was probably on fishing line, I'm sure. It had to have been. No, no, he really threw it. <laughs> I heard a cameraman go, fuck, like in the, in the background. You can hear that if you watch it. But you guys were kids. You probably didn't remember. I, no, I was a teenager when that happened. Well, I mean, that's not really a kid, but I remember it. Yeah, yeah I don't think it I'm looked like he had a fishing line at all. Like, no, he just no, fucking he, he tossed did. that fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was five. Yeah, well. Yeah. Maybe, you know, it'd be great if like a boat was going on it and it landed on top of all the garbage. and like, <laughs> 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 that belt's on the way to Michigan. I don't even know if that's accurate. Is Michigan linked to Lake Erie? I don't even know. Is that where they threw it in? Fucking geography's tough on wrestling podcasts. Yeah, I love a good bridge spot. Uh, I, love, what? I love a good bridge spot. I love any time they throw on the water. Like yeah. any time they fucking like like what was the was it was it an Eddie Guerrero match or something or ta- who who was the oh, outdoor yeah, match that, that went? There was the, a Chavo match where they threw on the match. Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, there, there was a there was a time in wrestling where like every time they were near the Gulf of Mexico, someone was going in it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, what about when they used to play that Senior Frogs place? And the the ring was in the middle, and then there was like four pools on yeah, the outside. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Club La Vila, Club La Vila. Yeah, that's back for the spring breakout. Oh, was that WCW? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where like Nash like jumps the yeah, guardrail or something. To, and then he, decided he was drunk just, and he yeah. didn't want to get attacked or some shit, and just fucking took off. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's so so crazy. How long do you think the Chris Jericho Omega match is going to go? Because obviously, it's not the last match, so I don't expect it to go an hour. 
But what do you think? Half hour like to 20, 40? 20, I'm saying like not even that. I'm saying I'm like saying 25, mid, I'm 30. saying, yeah, mid-20s to 30. Yeah. But sort of like Omega's known for having these long, amazing matches, though. Yeah. Can, like, can Chris Jericho work at an indie rate? Like, what is he going to do? What is he going to bring back? I think we're going to see a new Chris Jericho that we've not seen yet because this is the Alpha. We have not seen Alpha. <laughs> I, you're laughing, but he, look at this isn't going to happen in January. His hair is going to be grown out by then. Yeah, he's oh, he's going to have that mane again. He's going oh, yeah. to have a whole new fucking outfit. He's going to be a whole different Chris Jericho. I just want long tights. Give me long tights. Oh, I hope he's got the little no, I love, tail I love on top the short tights on Jericho. Do you? I think really? they work better than the long tights. I'm, no, I hate I, it. I, hate I it. think he's going to be in long tights because that's I what he, he was be. in Japan. Mm-hmm. There's already a poll now saying Chris Jericho, please wear your lion. Like your Lionheart yeah. pants in Japan. So maybe he's going to come full circle to that. Or maybe I just think he's going to create a whole new character because that's what Jericho does. He's constantly reinventing himself. Yeah, this is going to be like Fozzie Jericho. This is Omega Jericho. <laughs> it'll be it'll be wicked Jericho. Um, and then he's probably going to try to get back into WrestleMania because, you know, he won't be the first guy. AJ Styles did Wrestle Kingdom a couple of years ago and then wrestled Jericho in his first WrestleMania. And he came back at the Rumble. Or debuted in the Rumble. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. I think that's what Jericho's going to do. I think he's coming back in the Rumble. Well, that's when you have to because Wrestle Kingdom's the week the before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something like that. So it's the same month, right? So when he comes in in the, in the Rumble, it's going to have the Y2 clock. But we will see the first appearance of Alpha in the rumble and i'm very so you, excited you think about he's that. gonna come to wwe with whatever gimmick he does in new japan yeah that'll be the new i don't know if so is there like any that chance that like chris jericho does whatever the fuck he wants in case you haven't noticed wwe though like yeah. gimmick wise yeah and look at it he talked on his podcast where he said he had to fight pretty much argue with hunter and uh mcmahon about when they the the, the festival of friendship where Kevin Owens gives him the list and he says the list of KO and he's like, wait, why is my name on here? And then he looks up at him and then he's like, oh no. And then Owens attacks him. He had to fight to do that that way because the idea was he's just going to give him the list. He's going to be like, thank, and then he's going to attack him. He goes, no, it's like a horror movie. One, if two people are running away, one guy will get like, you know, just killed without even knowing it. But there's always the other guy who sees it coming and is like, oh, fuck. And then it's too late. And that's what he pushed for. And Hunter's like, and McMahon okayed it. And Hunter was trying to X-nay it. And then fucking, he was like, you can call fucking Vince if you want. This is the way it's going down. And it's just like, to me, Jericho, because he leaves so often, because it's not his lifeline, and because he is a part-timer, he has pull. And if you look at CM Punk was not allowed to have fucking licensing or advertising on his fucking... He wanted to start wearing UFC tights with licensing on it as a character. And then what happened like two months later? They they told him, no, that's not cool. But two months later, the part-timer comes in, Brock Lesnar, with fucking Jimmy Jacks. (laughs) And Jimmy Jacks, I've eaten there. That's a good sandwich. No, it's not. It's not. It's just cold cuts. Ask Brock. Brock loves that sandwich. (laughs) Brock's in Regina. He could be promoting Peter Pan. (laughs) I was hoping it was going to be Condom Depot. (laughs) (laughs) Brock's just sitting on a bale of hay. It's a sketch. Just eating cured meats. Oh, you're describing my dream life. Did did you not see (laughs) Sable? (laughs) Did you not see him on Raw? He still had his hunting beard. It's like... Hunting beard Brock is best, Brock. (laughs) He does... no way he's eating Jimmy Jacks. 
he's eating fucking venison that he just cooked that day after the kill. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's eating it straight off the antler. He keeps the antler as a handle like a popsicle stick. It just eats the fucking... <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. The only thing that makes me think that the uh, Omega-Jericho uh, uh, match could go long is that Omega likes to structure his matches in parts. Like, he does, like, big spots in his matches, like with uh, uh, Naito. Yeah. They did the spot where they did the pile driver on the table, and then there was, like, five minutes of them just... It's like Foley, what he did the cell, right? Yeah. There's, like, five minutes of, like, oh, shit, are these guys dead? Are these guys not? Yeah. I could see him and Jericho doing that. And, like, Omega does these spots, but he does them safe. So yeah. I could see them doing something that looks insane, but, like, something Jericho could easily take take and then like being on the ground for five minutes and then going back to it i just hope jericho brings back a little bit of like like i really liked when he was a cruiserweight and some of the things he used to do like the triple power bomb where he won and then two and then three i think he could do that with omega you know a lot because you work with the w going to wwe he didn't do that because you work with bigger guys or i like where he'll put them down and he'll stand on them and flex he yeah. didn't he didn't really do that at very much in the wwe but that was sort of like, but he, as you see, throughout every time he's left and come back, he comes back with a different moves or a different look, and he does it every time. So I'm just really excited for this uh, Fozzie tour to complete, and then he gets back into wrestling. And don't get me wrong. I love the new Fozzie. I was gonna say, does anybody actually like Fozzie? Because like I I've, never, like, I I've never, like I've never. This one song that I like, and like I don't. What is it? Is that enemy? You're my enemy. Okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> I that's the only that. one I know. But like, I'm like, how the fuck? I don't ever hear. If, if anybody that's your favorite Fozzie, there's else. other ones you'll like. Trust okay. me. Like they're they're there's, not they're not terrible. The new album is their basic biggest success yet. Yeah, I didn't mean to shit on. It. I just mean like you're Look the it. first person I've ever heard who actually fucking listened to a full album of Fozzie. Oh yeah, like the album you want to start a war which was their last album had uh the lead singer of steel panther on it and i love steel panther so uh i love this song called tonight it was great you want to start a war is a great song uh i love that era of metal on the same age like i'm maybe two years younger than jericho mm -hmm. so we would have been in the same high school era which means we listen to all the same music. That's why I think we'd be best friends. <laughs> I really think... If you're I know, listening, Chris... <laughs> I know I sound like Ed Grimley, but I really think we would be best friends, Chris. We need to start a petition, get Casey Corbin on the Chris Jericho Talk is Jericho no, podcast. No, fuck that. Chris Jericho needs oh, to come yeah, on Talk and yeah, Wrestling. Never mind then. Well, fuck what me. I'm like, give him a rub. I'm not going to put him over. He's got to put me over. Come on, man. And yeah, I don't no, think... Casey it, needs the rub. I do need a rub from Chris Jericho. <laughs> I don't need a rub from Louis C.K. <laughs> So, you know, the rubs are totally different in wrestling, by the way. They yeah. mean something else. Um, yeah. I'm excited about it, and I think it's going to be great. Uh, of course, Survivor Series. By this time, it'll already happen. But, you know, are you excited about Survivor Series? Yeah. yeah. Did you hear they axed uh, an India show today? They, they were supposed to do three shows in India. They already cut one, and they just cut another one. So now it's only going to be one show in India. And Triple H just announced he's going to fight Jinder. Yeah, they like, jam-packed it. And Jinder... Never, Jinder used to have the belt. He doesn't have the belt. They've already advertised on this tour that he was coming back as the champ, two time champion. It could happen before so, then, but I don't think it will. I think that they're done well, with he's it. Supposed to, he's supposed to like wrestle Triple H, isn't he? So that, like, That's yeah. the thing. They've already announced. I mean, so, like, he's not going to come back as champion. Yeah, exactly. If, uh, if he's I, wrestling Triple H. 
Yeah. Unless Triple H wins it, which I look, that would be great for me. It's not going to SmackDown. To I just want to be the ultimate heel on this podcast. Hates New Japan wrestling, loves Triple H. Like, <laughs> well, no, that's nothing wrong with Triple H. If you can like him, like, that's no, they were, fine. They were saying tickets, like some of the floor front first for a few row tickets are like fucking 500 bucks American in India. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Do you ever watch those Indian? And Kali's not even on the card. No. <laughs> Do you ever watch those Indian backyard wrestling matches on YouTube? I think they're Indian. Yes. Wait, watch the whoa. sad scenes of Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> it's like these Indian guys, and they like pretend to be WWE characters, and like they like come out, and they've even got like the graphics that say like the official WWE like WrestleMania graphics, and they do ladder matches in alleyways and shit, and it's awful, but it's quite compelling. And you have time to watch that, but yeah, you but can't New watch Japan. New Japan. <laughs> That's no. not as far away. No, yeah. oh, you're right. You can't see a Marty Skrull match, but you can watch fucking Najid and in India. Damn right choke slam off a rusty fence. Yeah, yeah but he watches Najid as Marty Skrull. <laughs> That's true. I know. That's true. What are you talking about? Najid is very mysterious. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, but that's crazy that, that... How do you feel about the gender... Were you guys for the gender title on gender, or were you guys... Eh. It's a perfect example of how Vince McMahon is fucking losing it. Like, he saw a market... He's, he's, yeah, man! <laughs> <laughs> Look into it, man! <laughs> no, he, saw, he saw a market that's like quote-unquote untapped like billions of people and he's like well all we got to do is create hey look we got some canadian dude here let's make him a champion in a day he's got a body now so i that's why i can see him now well it's not it's not an untapped market because Kali's the most famous person in india exactly so so he and he's Still a wrestler. So, like, when they got huge in Mexico years ago, like, it was guys like Undertaker and Ray and, and Eddie, like, who are all American guys, like, even though Ray and Eddie are Mexican, like, they're they're all American guys. I like how it's you just said they're all American and then had to correct yourself that two out of three were not No, no, American. they're American. <laughs> they're American. They're just Mexican. They're all North American. The I boy- just... I just thought like like I didn't particularly like most of his matches in rings, but like there's a there's a guy that's like just took whatever they handed out and did it and did his job. I think it's a great little story of like he worked hard, he was rewarded, and even if it's not like one of the greatest champions or the most successful drawing champions, that fucking guy worked very hard to get that spot. That's the way I look you at know, it too. Like, like, like he first fucking- of all, for me, he's Canadian. So I, I'm like, they don't say he's Canadian, but I know he's Canadian. I know he's from Calgary. Uh, I know his uncle's the great Gamma. I know he was trained by him. He was, you know, he, he you know, and, and, and I like the fact, and then the Bollywood boys, they're also Canadian. I like the whole Canadian package. They came they're a, a good act. They're a great act, but like, people are like, Jinder looks, Jinder looks like a fucking heel. He looks like a monster. He's huge. You know, like to me, I wanted to see him match up against Brock because he should have same similar strength as Brock. AJ Styles versus Brock. Now, that's going to be great if Brock will give AJ a match. I yeah. was way more excited for that match than most people were, I think. With Jinder and yeah, uh, Brock. Brock. So am I. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a cool match. Don't get me wrong. The AJ match is going to be better in ring, but I was just intrigued. If Brock gives them, it's all up to whether Brock or whether he wants to work with someone or not. Because a lot of times he's like, there's no way you would beat me. Why should I even? He would not work with Dean Ambrose and give Ambrose the match that match and Ambrose wanted to have. That's why it wasn't good. You know, he does that. But JJ Styles is same size as Dean. So what's is he going to give him a good match? Because Brock is one of the best. Brock apparently is the one who nixed the ginger match. He was the one who suggested AJ instead. <laughs> well, then, then this is going to be fantastic. 
because if he's that, on, then it will if, be fantastic. Well, if he's on, I did not know that, but that's fantastic. But that's going to happen because I guess Brock doesn't want to be seen getting thrown around because Jinder could toss around Brock. Easy, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Jinder's huge, and you know what? I do like the fact that you said that he was fired and he went out and he worked his ass off to get bigger and better, and he's come back. And you know, like, look at three guys, a three man band. One guy's the NXT, like, was in the NXT holding the belt, uh, Drew McIntyre. Jinder mm-hmm. was the world champion, and uh, he Slater's in a double wide now. So, <laughs> like, nobody would have predicted the three man band was God, doing that great. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know in, in the three man band that that he Slater had fourteen kids. <laughs> Every time I hear that name, I can't help but think there's a friend of ours hooked up with a girl on the road that we called Heath Slater. She looks she exactly like, like Heath Slater. Insane. He had no idea what the reference was, and we kept being like, oh, you're making out with Heath Slater. Like <laughs> Nexus Heath Slater. <laughs> oh, like, no. Not, not even three-man band. Plain like, face Wendy's girl. Heath Slater. Oh, my God. Just every time I hear that name, I just think of that night. Oh, so good. That In his ne- sister's bed. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Baby>! babe! <laughs> <laughs> that Nexus angle, they really dropped the ball on that, right? Yeah, yeah you think that? It's one of the biggest ball drops in the history. Of oh, WWE. they drop, they drop so many balls in wrestling. I don't give a shit. Like, like, like literally, I say this to someone the other day. Like. I hate when people get so pissy about like, oh, they dropped the ball on this or this wasn't good. It's like, yeah, but it's like comic books because like people shit on comic books all the time and they're like, oh, it sucks right now. But there's a wrestling every week, every year. Like it's going to be shit you don't sometimes watch. and the wrong decision is going to be made sometimes. It's not like it's not like a TV show where they do nine weeks and then they take nine months off to make sure the next nine weeks are great. You know, it's like, like when people shit on SNL. Yeah. I'd be like, fucking SNL sucked this week. It's like, well, yeah, they just had to do an entire new show. The yeah. fu- and also, when get the comedians say, it's like, how often do you write a new set? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, that's true, too. And uh, I think what the Nexus thing is, I was really hoping that they would, because John Cena had to join Nexus, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the way to flip John Cena. Because the whole thing is like, look at he's has to be with Nexus, but he's he doesn't want to be, but he has to be with Nexus. It's not his choice. Yeah. He has to be a bad guy. And then he gets a but we all know that John Cena never wants to be a bad guy because not because the make a wish, is because he doesn't want his merchandise sales to drop. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Not realizing that if he did flip, he his merchandise would probably go through the roof because every adult would be buying the merchandising. Like, look at when you would have thought that when Hulk Hogan flipped, that he the number one selling T-shirt would be the Hulk Hogan T-shirt, which was yeah. the NWO. Mm-hmm. If John Cena can't see that, yeah, but it's almost too late. It's like he I can't see a lot of things. No, it's, well, he can't see me, <laughs> and I'm waving my hand as I say that. <laughs> but seriously. It's too late now for John Cena to flip. I, if he flipped, I'd be like, you know what? Too it little, too sense. late. But, but, it wouldn't make sense now. Well, maybe it was too the late for Hogan, you, but yeah. you never know. Like, you never see it coming, right? I don't think he needs to flip because he's so part-time now that he's not, like, forced down your throat all all the time. He's I not love him. holding the mm-hmm. championships all the time. Like, that's what that was annoying, come, right? Yeah, Roman like, like, needs to flip far worse than Cena needs to flip. Well, here's the thing. Now that they're back in the shield, it's like they've hit fucking restart. Now they can set back and because, but he, you know, he's just gonna get booed again once he gets out. Well, maybe they're not gonna, maybe, maybe they're gonna flip, maybe they're gonna, he's gonna be the heel when he comes yeah, out. Exactly, that's they're what I hope. They're not going to push him as the face 
the way they did it before because it didn't work out. So now, because like I never understood why people will boo Roman, but the minute there's a little tease of a shield reunion, they cheer Roman. It's like you're all fucking brutal. Because it's not Roman they're booing; it's the booking. Of it's, course it's, it is. Yeah, that's it, it's like how they it. boo Bailey now, right? Get over like, it. Yeah. Just get over it. Like just watch well, it. Get over you see, it. You see well. me watching? I never booed. I never booed Victor Newman on The Young and the Restless <laughs> because he never went heel, you know? It's like, because he, you know, like, I, I it's, it doesn't make any sense. I uh, boo. I don't like the way the character's written. Yeah. I wish we did that more, though, just booed things outside of wrestling, like TV yeah. shows. <laughs> like, scared, just like, boo. I don't like that character. Like, exactly. <laughs> boo. Ricky Schroeder's not believable. <laughs> boo Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're booing the writers you're not booing the guy no, no. Roman, nobody nobody will tell you roman's bad like then, he's not terrible he's just he's you know, booked horribly yeah and then the whole thing is is everybody's like everybody thinks they know and it's like you know they have a large writing staff at the wwe you don't think that your fucking ideas haven't been thought of yeah every idea has been thought of they've all been presented and vince shoots them down because vince likes this yeah or vince changes it it all goes through Vince. When when wrestling when Vince goes, wrestling will change, and it'll be very interesting to see which direction it goes. Because Hunter will be the one running wrestling. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, I think can't it's, wait. I can't wait too because it's going to be like NXT. Yeah. It's going to be war really games, which I follow. So we'll I follow NXT. You do? Uh, yes, I do. I and you're like, who are these Japanese and <laughs> well, no, Ring of like, Honor guys coming in? Well, no, because do you like, know that every you know Kevin Owens had a career before Kevin Owens, right? I know that they did. I just didn't watch any of their matches. El Generico. Do you know who he was? Yeah, it was Sami Zayn. Yeah, I'm wearing his hat right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were a Sami Zayn fan because when you came into the ska music, <laughs> he's wearing plaid. Eddie's got the hat. Fucking oh my god, that Sami Zayn character. Um, now, uh, what else are we gonna, Ryan? What do you want to talk about? That's for you to set up the next segment. Oh wow, yeah, no, guys, what are the top five Canadian shows of all time? Come on now, based on your guys's opinion, not necessarily best work rate or best from top to. All right, well, we'll each go one. We'll each go one, and we'll go around the circle. And uh, we'll start with uh, well, since you started this, the top. Yeah, geez. So this is the top five Canadian shows in wrestling history. All right, all right. So Ryan, you give us the lead one. Your uh, your number five. All right. First of all, I want to give a, a special uh, shout out oh to uh, Unforgiven 06 from Toronto and WCW so Mayhem '99. He doesn't even put this much work no, into his fucking, fucking act. Yeah, I know his, his <laughs> jokes. He's he's fucking he's he's got a club this weekend. I guarantee you, he spent more time putting oh, yeah. this fucking list together than he has a set list, which he has to do in two days. I'll tell you on Sunday how the weekend goes. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't just stop at five. This nerd. No, no, no. Hey, this is what the show's all about, and we're all nerd. nerds. <laughs> Why you guys? problem with nerds <laughs> i fucking saw you eating three boxes of nerds earlier today uh, well, well they're yeah, talking i'm getting my, my notes together uh. okay so you've honorable mentions yes wcw mayhem yes 99 brett yes. won in the title yeah i was there oh, nice and uh and the other one was unforgiven oh six oh six and where Cena was that from Cena and edge, Cena and edge toronto. from toronto okay this is a very toronto heavy list unfortunately well but, uh, that's all right. right number five number five from the cne 1986 the big event 
Oh, wow. The big event that was... Uh, have you watched it recently? I own it on VHS, actually. And really? And you're happy with that, that entire night? And just shrugging. Now, it means yeah. nothing to me. First the big, big event scene means nothing. Until WrestleMania 3, it stood as the largest attendance record in WWE history. Yeah, but Mr. Fuji was there, and he couldn't pronounce his name, so... He says, fuck it. <laughs> I, I will say, um, now, first of all, the the big event uh, was in 1986. CNE. The, the CNE. The date was, uh, what was it? July, or no, it was August 28th? Uh, actually, I think it, it's 100% August. I'm not sure about the 28th. No, I know it's 100% August. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, two nights earlier, three nights earlier, I was at the Ottawa X in Ottawa. And the tour was Hulkamania. It was the same tour, except um, we didn't have Paul Orndorff Hogan. We had Macho Man Hogan. As oh, our you guys got the better show. No, no, we didn't get a better show. Really? Uh, no, because it was Hogan and Orndorff were right, because Orndorff and Hogan just split up from being best friends. That was at the height of that, wasn't it? No, no, it was right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And then and then Orndorff the pile driver. Uh, started pile using... Pile heard around the world. Well, he's, fuck that. He's, that wasn't even the part. He started using Real American as his song. And that was the big deal. And that was really insulting to me. You hear Real American, you're like, Hogan's coming out first, and then fucking Orndorff walks out in that beautiful robe. Oh. So, big event, I will agree. Definitely top five worthy of being one of Canada's greatest shows. Mr. Lindsay, what do you got? Mine is a personal opinion. Uh, it, is a, it is a host show from 2002. <laughs> Whose host show? It was uh, here at the Metro Center. Okay. Uh, now the Scotiabank Center. Uh, it was the first WWE show I went to. And uh, the main event was Kurt Angle and Edge in a steel cage match. Oh, uh, yeah. It was right before Kurt lost the hair versus hair at Judgment Day that year. Uh, Reverend Devon was there wrestling Taz. Oh, Reverend uh, Devon. Reverend that's Devon a, gimmick. That was, oh a, my God. that was a sweet spot to catch that. Oh. Uh, Deacon Batista with the fucking collection box mm-hmm. walking around. Bikini Ooh. contest with Tori Wilson. There was a bikini I contest. I was at that event, actually. Was there a cage? Did you say there was a cage? Cage match. Was yeah, was made of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Kishi fought uh, Chris Jericho. That's where I NWO shirt where I wore until I got too fat to wear, and then I cut into a poncho <laughs> and wore it around my house like they would. Like, they'd rip it off in the ring. Yeah, why not have a poncho? Rikishi didn't dance, and everyone booed him. <laughs> Because <laughs> the whole reason the match started, Jericho came out shitting all over uh, I can't Halifax. Remember, was he heel at that time or was he face? Jericho was heel. Yeah, okay. Jericho was heel and he was running down um, Halifax. And then Rikishi just comes out and goes, I think Halifax is cool. <laughs> and then that was enough to set up the great match. Rikishi wins the match and then just leaves, didn't dance. And everyone booed the shit out of him. A young upstart, Randy Orton, is on the show fighting Hardcore Holly. Took an Alabama slam on the uh, fucking pavement ate it and uh christian called halifax the pimple on the ass of canada and my grandmother thought that was hilarious <laughs> and she's been hooked on wrestling ever since that's what grandmas love wrestling they love pimples on asses too <laughs> that's all right five. andrew you're number five i did not do a list i refuse to do a list well, i just uh, give me five moments five cards I, there's no way i'll think of more than two well, like, like literally like halifax show you already mentioned the flag match the Halifax show where they fought in the street and the Canadian Stampede. I'm not. I'm not. He gonna didn't mention it because it was all pre-podcast. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I didn't mention any of this stuff. <laughs> you mentioned the Halifax one where no. they did the flag match. Listeners, did you hear me mention any of this stuff? And like, like literally, 
I none of this is none of right that. in and tell Andrew Vaughn that. that he is nuts. We Dude, never you said they fought three jabronis. Give Andrew no. Vaughn okay, shit for well, not fucking no, coming up with didn't. a top five. All right, well you know what? I'm go not with, doing go homework. Andrew Vaughn doesn't like fun. Go he with would this, never survive in Chikara. Go with the stampede. Go with that one. Well, okay, well I'm just telling you, I'm not going to have any more entries because well, I was not doing a list. Well, you, you got time to make a list up. While no, we're I did, but I refuse to do a list for a podcast. I'm not doing homework for a podcast. If you asked me to do it, I would do it. But if one of your guests assigned homework to you, a podcast he doesn't own, I'm not doing it. This guy is like, I want to be on your podcast because I love your podcast because it makes me feel like I'm having conversations. Where now it's like, can we have a conversation? No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, no, like I'll talk wrestling. I just I ain't making a fucking. I'll talk list. wrestling. I'm just I not going to talk I, wrestling the way okay, you want no me to talk wrestling. No worry. We'll I can't gonna, even tell you what my when fav, when favorite five when albums when are. When like, it comes like, to him, we're just going to trick him each okay, time. Yeah. Hey, remember that time you watched that Canadian match? What was that? Yeah, where uh, Haystacks Calhoun fought uh, Mr. Fiji and Mr. Fiji. Mr. Fiji. I told you I could pronounce. This guy doesn't even like I. I'm convinced. I did that on purpose. Wait, wait. It's called a callback to Travis's line. Wait, so Mr. Fiji, is that Superfly Snooker? (laughs) Um, I did like that match he had against that woman in the car. That was a thrilling match. Hey, oh, oh. Stair falls count anywhere's match. Oh, oh, no. Guys. The last man standing match. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) Tamina, I am so sorry. If you're listening, who's Tamina? Is she a New Japan wrestler? No, she's Superfly <laughs> Snooka's daughter that wrestles in the WWE. <laughs> oh, I don't watch women wrestling. I don't even look at them. <laughs> what the I'm fuck is going on? <laughs> Too fat to go card out now. <laughs> Too fat to go card now. Available in Japan. <laughs> All right. For me, number five is a card uh, very near and dear to my heart. It's the first card I ever saw. And this is my five greatest, so not necessarily the same as everybody else's, but at uh, the Iron Prior Civic Center, uh, the main event, Angelo Mosca versus uh, Jet the Body Star. Uh, Sweet Daddy Siki also making an appearance, the original oh, Sheik. Shit. Ricky Johnson from Amherst, Nova Scotia, who is The Rock's uncle. Of course, the 500-pound <laughs> bear, Gentle Ben was there. Not to forget, the midgets um, were there. And uh, that's the first card I ever saw, and that's my uh, that's tied with uh, the first WWE card I ever saw in 1986. Three nights or two nights ahead of the big event, Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man at the Ottawa X. Uh, my whole family went. Uh, I had a Hulkamania sign. Uh, it said Hulk Hogan, the only real American. I spent a week <laughs> not doing homework drawing this sign. The minute Hogan came out, he was uh, a light year away from me. I put the sign up. I th- I was 37 rows up. He was never going to see the sign, not across from a football field anyway. I just heard Real American. I put the sign up. The guy behind me ripped the fucking sign in half, and I cried, and I looked at my dad, <laughs> and my dad said, you shouldn't have put the sign up in his face. And that my dad was not a wrestling fan. He just had to bring his kids to wrestling. So, uh, but that I'm grateful that he did. Uh, also on the card, Junkyard Dog. Also on the card, George the Animal Steel, who took a kid's face and made him ate a turnbuckle, but actually hit, used his face and slammed it into the turnbuckle. <laughs> and the kid was crying. These were a different time. Yeah, and the kid was crying. But here's the thing. On house shows, you don't get managers. Managers don't go on house shows unless it's like Elizabeth. So 
George the Animal Steel couldn't break character, so Lou Albano was not there to make things all right with the fucking kid. The kid was crying. Oh, my God. They had to bring him back in the ring for the junkyard dog to do the JYD dance and grab them takes <laughs> to make it better. I fucking love that song. Yeah, that song damn. Can't, well, that's because you still do it. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I have the fucking wrestling albums on vinyl. I fucking dance around my house to grab them cakes. Um, my wrestling vinyl, I had the wrestling album on vinyl with Rocky Four soundtrack, and I brought them to my cottage one time, and I left them in the back window of my car for an hour, and then I cried the rest of that day. Because they were warped. Uh, also, it's not girls, girls and cars. Isn't that one of the greatest wrestling theme songs? Because it's so stupid to be a theme song. Girls and cars. Yeah, it, was like, it tells you nothing about the team. <laughs> they weren't girls. They yeah, weren't cars. No, and they were called Strike Force. It, no, it made no sense, and I love it. It's a great song. It ever. is a good song, and it's sang by. Um, you know um, what I'm saying? Derringer. Yeah. Derringer yeah. sang. It's the same guy who did a Hulk, uh, Hulk Hogan song. It's the same guy who did Demolition song as well, which is one of the best theme songs ever. Wouldn't you agree? I'd say the best. See if we would have top top five the best theme songs. Well, we're on. Well, we're on the way there. Hold I, on. I got WWF the music volume five on cassette for my ninth birthday. That's. I have volume seven, and I also have the yellow Is that one. Pie? Was yeah, that pie? One pie. Yeah. I have a yellow one that has uh, the diesel music on it, and. Uh, them. It's just entrance music. Entrance mm. Do you ever have anthology, the three disc set, like I that had all that the errors? So bad. It was bad such that. a good fucking release, and they you can't get it on iTunes. They they never like no. fucking. And uh yeah, I had Is that the one with like the originals on it, or stuck in a fucking mm. CD player. Maybe yeah. we should have did favorite theme songs. Yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the best theme song now? Uh, like we're going right now? Well, just right now. I'm for glorious. Me? Glorious. It's glorious. It's glorious. It's glorious. It's glorious. It's glorious. Yeah. yeah, it's the best. I don't it's, know. Naito's theme song is like a fucking Mega Man video game on speed. I kind of like that one. Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah. I hate. Isn't that the fucking? Isn't that the guy? The, and, and the cruiserweight guy with the. No, the no, no. I hate his. Oh, oh too, I thought that's what you're talking no, about. No, I hate his. The video game I guy. I like that guy. What's his I like name? his song. TJ Yeah. I was going to say TJ Miller. TJ Miller. <laughs> I was just drinking with TJ Miller last weekend. That's so funny. <laughs> I was. I was drinking with him. That's so weird. Didn't even ask him about wrestling. So no, no. no. Is uh, you know the prop. One of the property brothers were there as well. So yeah, just one. Just one. That's valueless. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know which one. I know <laughs> girls know. Anyway. Um, for, for so we're back to you. So number four, where are you at the list on the oh, uh, uh, number four? BX eight. Uh, I was there and again in Toronto. I hate that this is such a Toronto heavy list, but uh, yeah, Mania well, X eight. For those of you who don't know, that's WrestleMania eighteen. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was not WrestleMania eighteen. It was WrestleMania X eight. I know because for two years the WWE thought that X's were cooler than numbers. I hate when they switch that because well, I was, that was learning the, Roman numerals one year at a time it all the time. Like n- WrestleMania two was a number two, then three was yes. Roman numerals, then like fucking four Roman. So yeah, it was it was Roman all the way up to uh, to X seven. Yeah, and now they don't do Roman anymore because nobody likes Roman. Stay away from all things Roman. Roman Polanski, Roman <laughs> Reigns, Roman numerals. None of it's good. Romaine lettuce. That's Romaine, you idiot. Oh. <laughs> Rebecca Roman Stamos. <laughs> so, uh, Travis, where are you on the list number four? Four. House show again, Monk to New Brunswick, 2008. Oh, tell me about um, it. I got to meet CM Punk real quick. We were hanging yes. out by the entrance, and he was standing out there pre-show. He had a cup of coffee. My buddy goes, hey, Punk. Punk goes, what? 
He doesn't even look at us. We go, hi. And he goes, hey. And then he goes, this place sold out. We knew it wasn't sold out. We're like, yeah, it's a packed house tonight. He's like, okay, cool. And then like he smiled and then like walked away. Then Matt Hardy was talking to some kid in a wheelchair who's probably dead now. And and then security came and yelled at us. uh, Because I don't know if you guys remember the, the stable La Familia. Yes. With Edge, Vicky Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero, Kurt Hawkins, Edge, Zach Ryder, and Bam Neely. Bam oh, Neely. Right, the forgotten Edge. Yeah. Fuck. That fat, bald headed cuck. Bam Neely. He told security that we were hanging around the exit and got us kicked out of that area. <laughs> Bam Neely. Fuck him. <laughs> basement. He was gone a month later. Have you ever heard that? You know who you remind me of now? Lanny Poffel when he talks about Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> he was like, that son of a bitch. Yeah, he's like, Fuck you, Bam Bam. <laughs> fucking Bigelow. That's you fucking, a- you fucking flame head. It's a really good Lanny Poffel. <laughs> I'm the macho man's brother and I'm the genius and you're nothing but a flame head that I wish was dead. <laughs> Put that on a frisbee and throw it. <laughs> I'm going to write a poem about Bam Neely. <laughs> it's like, is that his character's name? Like he rhymed with Cam Neely? <laughs> He's got bad knees then. Just take him out. Um, For me, number we skipped two. I actually, I actually came up with something. Oh, he, oh shit. He just what remembered he, he saw number wrestling four. once. I don't know the year. I don't know. It was in Bridgewater, Nova Scotia, where I'm from. It was Grand Prix Wrestling. Yes. And the reason, because I, I, I got to see Edge and Christian, before they were like anybody knew who they were, Sexton Sexton Hard Hard Castle. Yeah, exactly. And Bobby Roode was there, and and he was walking. And he had tights, he had these like full pants tights, and he had flames coming up them. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and I went, "I like your tights," and I meant it like sincerely. But he thought I was being sarcastic, and he looked like you know that old like Indian like sees the trash commercial and a single tear comes down. Is like that's how he looked at me. Like he was so like I spent all my money on these tights, and you think like some yeah. kid in Bridgewater is giving me shit that's a highlight for me because my friends think i ripped on bobby root but no, if no. you're listening bobby root i liked your tights no, i that, really sincerely did that's true that's very funny because um k trav recently met bobby root and bobby root said do you know that fat fucker that can't fit in a goal cart uh andrew vaughn <laughs> and k trav said not all those fat comedians know each other <laughs> so uh yeah he brought that up um for me, uh, number four, I'm going to have to say for me, because I was there, WCW Mayhem, which has already brought in on honorable mention, getting to see Bret Hart win a title, even though they fucked up the main event by having Gold Dust or Dustin, or and they had all this outside Malenko interference. Malenko and face paint. It, it could have been... A great match, but I guess actually I'm not going to blame the Malenko and face paint for ruining the match. I'm going to blame the Benoit murdering his family for <laughs> ruining the match because it's very difficult to go back and watch Benoit matches for him, you know. And uh, you mean arousing, right? <laughs> like no, I just, I just, I, I know I see it, and I just, I see it, and I think of it, the event, and I. It makes me sad, and I don't want to fucking watch the match. I so. think of Malcolm in the Middle every time I see that match. Why? Because the intro. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, thank you. When he puts him in the uh, the sharpshooter, that image has been on Malcolm in the Middle for every single oh, one of the yeah, seasons. Oh yeah, it on. Um. So so mayhem. Also, uh, you see, WCW never came to Canada very often, so it was they called it Bizarro Land. But it was only because the WWE favorite wrestlers would get fucking really well, like. 
they loved him. Like so, Kurt Henning lost a match. It was supposed to be his retirement match, and then they gave him a standing ovation, and like it was a really fucking big deal. I'm like, no, you don't understand. That might be I don't like crap, fucking Texas redneck Kurt, uh, Kurt, you know Henning right now. But to all of us, that's fucking Mister Perfect, and it will always be Mister Perfect. And if this is his last match, yeah. fucking Toronto is going to cheer him out because. Mr. Perfect wrestled in Toronto once a fucking month for probably five years straight because that's how WWE is a major town in there. So Mayhem, very great. I remember Scott Hall having a great match. I was on the floor for it, and I was just really excited. My buddy started a fight on the floor. Oh, I also met Dr. Death Steve Williams, who wasn't on the card, but I met him there that night, got a great picture with him. Saw Trish Stratus there. It was like, hmm, it's a chick from off the record. She wasn't signed with anybody. So it was a really memorable night and uh it was my first time in the air canada center which i would fucking i basically live there now going to so many concerts wrestling cards and, con- and everything hockey games that's my number uh four so we're at number three yeah i, I gotta throw uh this is where i'm gonna put stampede he's gotta do it yeah yeah uh because you can't have a, the top five no. list without putting canadian stampede uh in your house uh what was it 16 yeah i already mentioned it is. yeah <laughs> canadian stampede uh yeah. it's his number five it's your number three i so i just listed three for my number five okay yeah yeah <laughs> but what what did you like best about that card well yeah stampede and degeneration x were like the two 97 pay-per-views that like i didn't see that slipped under my radar so i actually didn't even see them until like a year or two later and it was just like it was such a perfect pay-per-view like it had like hunter and mankind in the first match had the sasuke uh taka match yeah. so you got your like your japanese stuff and then like you got a uh, uh taker and, and vader so so you got your big man wwe style match and then you have like one of the greatest matches of all time in the main event it's it's literally the per- and it's two hours long like it's, yeah. it's too short to be boring it's it's fucking it's the it's the best probably from stop start to finish best pay-per-view of all time it's the greatest moment for the hard family undoubtedly uh, it's so fantastic all God, together. It's so sad to watch. There's so many. Brett said about uh, wrestling with shadows. Like, hey, I can't watch that movie because there's so many ghosts in that movie. Yeah. Like, you watch that main event. It's just fucking ghosts. ghosts. So oh, dude. many ghosts. Dude, go through the, the Ric Flair Royal Rumble. Oh, oh that's the way. Yeah. <laughs> or, or try watching a Survivor Series Name from 19. Try watching seven Survivor Series. Yeah, watch an 80. <laughs> no, the Survivor Series started, I think, in 88. Mm, I think. 87. Uh, 87? So it was before SummerSlam? I thought SummerSlam came before Survivor Series. Survivor Series is the oldest one besides Mania. Okay, so Survivor Series. Anyways, you look at one of those early Survivor Series. Oh, it's rough. And the real winners are the ones that are actually surviving. (laughs) Who is the sole survivor? There's matches where there's literally a sole survivor. There's one person alive. Who is the sole survivor? And it's like the referee or something. It's not Kerry Von Erich. That's (laughs) not the answer. The Texas Tornado is long gone. Um. So hey. Uh. So so yeah. So you were at. Uh, where are we now? Three. Travis. Three. three you're three. Three. Um. Uh, Halifax form. It was a. Uh, it was a non WWE event. It was. Uh. It was some like local one. Uh. The big get was uh, a little Bret Hart appreciation night, and uh, Chavo Guerrero Jr. wrestled. I don't remember who he wrestled, but the referee uh, was comedian Jerry Farmer, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Me and another comedian, uh, Merv Hartland, spent the whole match heckling Jerry. 
That's awesome. Do you see Jerry's trying to try and take your spot for opening for Ricky Steamboat? He's got what? A, he's got a petition online. He what? needs a thousand signatures to convince Ottawa Yuck Yucks to let him open for uh, Ricky Steamboat. And Who he's got is sick. this guy? He's Where got is six. this? Do you stand up, Virgil? <laughs> yeah, Jerry. Oh, Jerry Farmer. He, 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 does he have a different name? Well, G.E. Hodges, Hodges now. Yeah, G.E. Hodges. Is that what he's still going by <laughs> now, or did he change it again? Oh, it is something. I think it might oh, be something. I don't know. I'm blocked from Facebook. So. It, uh, he came up to me one time. He's like, can you tell me? Uh, can you watch my act and tell me what you think afterwards? Yeah. And then I was like, uh, he said, "What'd you think?" I was like, "Well, um, I don't think you should do so many street jokes." <laughs> and then he goes, "Yeah, but they do really well." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, why would you ask for my advice if you're not going to listen to it, you know? So that guy is uh, very, very funny, I find. Very, very funny. So you heckled, you guys heckled him? Oh, time. we That's heckled him, and Jerry was getting flustered. Oh, my God. He's going to be so sad when I do Ricky black Steamboat. <laughs> um, he was literally, like, sweating, trying not to fucking pay attention to us. We're no, uh, we're going into number, no, number three. You're number three. You don't have to. I, I was just going to tell you, uh, I was just going to pick number three because you said something that reminded me uh the halifax smackdown with mr america okay wait they do they all have to be in halifax well, because i didn't do a list so, like, but it reminded me because you said you don't like wrestlemania no, no, but no the me. reason i'm bringing it up is i i really related to when you said like the yeah. kurt henning thing and people like because like i no, grew no. up loving fucking hulk hogan and yes. the only chance i ever got to see hulk hogan live <laughs> was mr america and i didn't give a fuck that it was mr america because i was just like this is this guy that's such an icon to me i don't give a shit that he's in this weird gimmick like he's in the same building and i never got a to fucking chance down to, to all uh, real americans yeah these are different people and it's not yet travis still thinks they're different people <laughs> no i was 11 <laughs> all right so now we're a we're going into where my turn at number three yeah, I guess uh, I number three. Number th- you did number three. It was just you skipped me because I was going to say something shitty, and so you're let me make up for it. <laughs> Whatever, I'm making another number three. <laughs> my my <laughs> next three B. My number uh, my next number three is uh, Toronto uh, last spring. Did I do War of the Worlds yet? War of the Worlds, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Oh, that's a great. Main show, event: uh, the Young Bucks and uh, and uh, <laughs> the Young Bucks were with uh, oh, it was Kenny Omega against Daniels, uh, Mazarian, and uh, is that who it was? Uh, I think it was the Briscoes. No, no, it wasn't the fucking Briscoes. Oh, that's my name. It was... Um, like, like he thinks Jack and Jerry. <laughs> Jack and Jerry. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It doesn't matter. They, they were, closed their auto shop for the day, came down to bust some heads. No. <laughs> the, the Briscoes were on the card. Damn boys, Mr. Mac. The best match... The best match besides the main event, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, the best match was definitely uh, Will Ospreay versus uh, Cody Rhodes, and it was fucking fantastic. And it was just great because it was great. It was my first Ring of Honor New Japan card, and the energy was fantastic, and I absolutely loved it. Ryan, hit us with your number two. Halifax, Nova Scotia, 1997. <laughs> Monday Night Raw, July. Was that the flag one that yeah, I mentioned? I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, that's my number. Uh, okay. That's my number. We were all talking two. about that. I was five we? and couldn't go because wrestling for me was going to be a fad. Yeah. I, I wasn't I there. Know. I was in summer camp at the time. I was in Jew camp at the time. So uh, I lost my ticket, and my mom had to buy another ticket for me to go. Oh, yeah. Like, I lost my original ticket oh, to go shit. see that. So, like, you had to, like, sit in the nosebleeds? Yeah, but it was still awesome. Like, I, go, I got a gold dust action figure, and it had removable wig, and I was like, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is sweet. And boy, did that send him down a rabbit hole. It did for sure. Was that Pillman's debut or return when he came from under the ring at the end of that? I can't remember. Was that was that his first time of joining the Hart Foundation? I don't think he returned after he left. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, like, was his first time he joined the Heart Foundation? Um, I'm not 100% sure if that's... Uh, maybe it was. I can't quite remember. But, no, like, I remember um, I was at a house show. So I was at a house show in Ottawa. And what happened on the way to the house show was uh, Psycho Sid fucking flipped his car. And it had Flash Funk and Doug Furness and LaFawn in it. And so they had to change the entire card. And you're like, because Psycho Sid was going to be in the main event, and LaFawn and Furnace were supposed to wrestle, you know, this tag team. Thank and then God this for that car crash. Huh? Oh, <laughs> but one of the matches that happened was all of a sudden, uh, Brian Pillman was put into a match with where he was with Owen and Davy Boy. And this was when Pillman first got in, and it was like, and I was like, I was super excited because I was like, Stampede, Stampede. And he goes, I'm always a big Stampede fan. And I was just so excited that they put Pillman with it. So this was before it, the Hart Foundation even got back together. And they were going against, it doesn't even matter. Oh, no, no. It would, they went against the Road Warriors and Ahmed Johnson. And, oh, man, such a great match. Oh, so good. But that's not even on my list. Oh, shit. I have no. a feeling there were a lot of choice words used on that team. <laughs> I'm sure the Road Warriors had a few things to say that were not very politically correct. Well, <laughs> what a rush. <laughs> so where we're at you there? Number yeah, two? two. Oh, no, you're still. Are you? No, no I did three. Yeah, yeah, two. Uh, two uh, is tied uh, very quickly. First one. Uh, was uh, Smash Wrestling in Toronto the night of the Royal Rumble 2014. Main event was uh, Chris Hero and AJ Styles. Great main event. Was that the theater um, before the pay-per-view? No, no, it was at this uh, like bar. It was like at this like sports bar place. Afterwards, they were going to air the Rumble upstairs. Nice. By the time I got upstairs, there was only one small room with a TV with no volume. And uh, so that's how we watched the Royal Rumble. So when Ray came out at number 30 instead of Daniel, we couldn't hear the boos, but we felt them. Uh, but this, this is the only reason. To re uh, I, this is my number two is uh, we were in the room where the wrestlers kept their bags. And uh, Chris Hero came in and started yelling at me and accusing me of touching his fucking shit. And uh, I panicked. Was I there a sandwich in that bag? I could uh, see why Fatty was so upset. <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh, no, Mr. A I hero know. sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> and then he told me he was just fucking with me. Uh, and I was like, oh, he's a real cool guy. Second one, uh, 2010 Halifax, Nova Scotia, Metro Center. Main event is uh, the big show versus Jack Swagger, who was the world champ at the time. Oh, God. Um, Earlier in the night, uh, it was a tag match with Christian and Rey Mysterio. I was back far enough where I couldn't see Rey as he was coming out. I stood up on my chair, fell, cracked my head on it. Took oh. a bump. <laughs> Took a bump. Probably concussed myself. Uh, bought some Bret Hart shades that night. Bret Hart aviators. Went to a host party after the show. Lost my virginity. That's why that's the number two greatest oh, show shit. ever happened in Canada. Damn. Yeah, you, nothing beats that. Yeah. Well, number Jeez, one. Number one will. Oh my god! <laughs> I, yeah, I lost my virginity uh, around wrestling too once. Um, in the eighties, I was hired Stupid as a ring boy by Pat Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> <And that's> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Where? What is your number? Number two. Uh, another Grand Prix wrestling. Bridgewater, late nineties. <laughs> reason is, re- Emil Dupree's dick <laughs> fell out of his tights. Oh my reason, god. Reason is, Bridgewater, two of the top Rick, five greatest Rick, shows of all time. Rick the just, model. Just, can we just can we just stop one second? Let me remind you, people. WrestleMania six has not been mentioned. <laughs> Let me remind you, people. The original Royal Rumble in Hamilton has not been mentioned. Let me remind you, people. (laughs) I go for the deep tracks, the deep cuts. Unforgiven with Chris Benoit in Edmonton has not been mentioned. Let me remind you. I forgave Chris Benoit. Let me remind you. It was the rink and not the rec Saskatoon, Bret Hart winning his first world championship. Let me remind you. Okay, so now Bridgewater, Bridgewater, back to Bridgewater. <laughs> concession stand, middle of the show, Arby's afterwards. <laughs> Rick the Model Martel. Okay, now we're talking. He's Rick one, the Model Martel. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. Asked me and my friends who were all fourteen if we had any cocaine. <laughs> it was one of the greatest moments of my life. We did great. coke all night with Rick Martel. It was incredible. No, no. Well, that was yes. Yeah, so was at, that's why it's on the list. He was kayfabe. Clearly, that's what models do to keep thin. He's like. You know I am the motto, and just do a line. That's how he kept thin. If he was a good guy, he would have asked, not have asked you for coke. He strike force. It wasn't arrogance. He said no. He got a hot dog and ignored us. See, a guy on coke's not eating hot dogs. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) And a a model's not eating hot dogs either. Don't go bringing Rick Martel coke stories. I swear swear to God, my number one. I swear to God, my number one is outside of Nova Scotia. For me. My number two, <laughs> my number two, is uh, September 9th, Ottawa Civic Center, Superstars of Wrestling taping. Oh, wait, what year? Nineteen ninety one. Ooh. Now here's what you do: you go and you you go September 29th, nineteen ninety one, Wrestling Superstars on YouTube, and you watch that, and you watch the next five underneath it. And you get that night is what I watched. Nice. Five hours of wrestling. Uh, Jake the Snake started his feud with The Undertaker. It, with uh, He was on the funeral parlor. Uh, Bret Hart wrestled the Brooklyn oh, Brawler. Oh, that's where he locked his hand in the coffin. Yes, that's happened. That happened in Ottawa. I was there. The most important thing that happened that night, Ric Flair made his debut into the WWF. With the belt. With the belt and attacked Rowdy Roddy Piper and beat the shit out of him. And then later that night, he came out and wrestled Jim Powers and also beat him. Fucking Young Stallion, whatever. I'll show you a real horseman, Stallion. <laughs> Fucking right. And then Paul Roma's like, me? Not you, Paul Roma. <laughs> so you're a Young Stallion. You're not a four horse. He's a horseman, though, because once a horseman, always a horseman. <laughs> so that was an epic night. A lot of great wrestling. A lot of great matches. I remember, uh, you know, fucking be- long before Gilberg, fucking Dwayne Gill was the fucking man. You know, Dwayne Hardy, great fucking guy. There was one guy just named Joe. He was awesome. Um, so where are we for your number two, Ryan? He's number one. Yeah, no, I did number two. This is number number, yeah, number one. Uh, Go. Yeah, no, I'm I, I got, I'm going to say number number one, WrestleMania six. Uh, I have to. Uh, but like what you just said, like it, was, it brings up the reason why is because Mania six was like the mania right before I started watching. Like that era of like 91, yes. 92, 93. Like that was when I first started regularly watching. 96 is like the last. It was the last one called by Jesse and Gorilla. 
It was yes. the last one. They had the little rings coming down to the ring. They went all out. It was the last big stadium show for like ever. Yes. It was the last of like the golden era of wrestling. You are correct, sir. And then like everything after that, when I started watching, it was like Warrior getting locked in the coffin, Macho Man getting bitten by the snake. Uh, uh, the very first thing I ever watched like live. Two of TV. the greatest angles ever. Yeah. Hogan was the first thing I remember watching on TV was Hogan getting hit with the fireball after Mania 7. Like it was all these like horrific fucking crazy what is going on every week kind of angles where I find like Mania 6 was like where that all started. Mania 6 was the last of like the like taking months to build up storylines yeah. like you know like uh, old old school kind of the golden age of wrestling all right all right so and your number mine's gonna beat that shit my number one uh spryfield lions rink uh, <laughs> <laughs> i school shit, me you might be stealing nova, my number one <laughs> no, nova scotia uh spryfield nova scotia um i didn't attend sidewalks the, I, I did not i did not attend the show at all i wasn't even at the show um but it was the greatest show ever uh i was at a bar later that night and in were some of the stars of that show, uh, the Nasty Boys and Rick Steiner. Oh. And uh, I was there celebrating a buddy's birthday. Uh, we had a table right next to them. I went up to uh, the Nasty Boys and Rick. I said, hey, I don't want to bug you guys, but uh, you know, thank you for all you do. I'm a big fan. And they're like, oh, thanks, brother. How about you buy us around? And I was like, I'm 19 and poor. No. And uh, I went back to my table. And then my buddy's like, come on, man, we got to go. And as he said that, uh, a pitcher was laid down for me because I just ordered a, an entire pitcher of beer. And I was like, I I just got this dude's like, no, man, we're not staying. We got to leave. Chug it. And it's like, I'm not going to chug. And then. Did you do the right thing? From behind me, all I hear is chug, 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 chug. It is the Nasty Boys and Rick Steiner cheering me on. I thought you were going to give them the beer. <laughs> Fuck no. Oh. <laughs> so they started chanting chug chug and I hulk up <laughs> and I start chugging this entire beer and uh, I get it down and I'm very I'm hurting. I can't chug beer. Anyone who knows me knows I can't fucking chug beer. I chug it. I get it done. I'm going. <sighs> I hear uh, Sags goes. He's gonna puke. And I went, <laughs> Nah, man. I'm fucking good. I'm a freakzilla. <laughs> and I start walking out. I go, Holler if you hear me. And then I open the door and I go, Wait a minute. That's Rick, not Scott. And I just fucking <laughs> threw up around the corner. <laughs> that was the greatest night in Canadian pro wrestling history. <laughs> that is. That's that epic did night. top number six. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I, I got a number one. I, I yeah. got a number one. It's outside of Nova Scotia. Out, oh, okay. Where? Yeah, where? Survivor Series 1997, Montreal, where the Heartbreak Kid reclaimed what was rightfully his, beating that scoundrel, Brett the Hitman Hart, to take the Winged Eagle belt. Now, if you don't know what the Winged Eagle belt is, it was a classic belt from the era. <laughs> Boom. I loved it. I was a big HBK fan. Suck it, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to work with Casey ever again. <laughs> it's, like, ah, it's all right. It's just an opinion, <laughs> and I'm not even sold on the fact if I even know if the. I still am on the fence on whether I'm a conspiracy guy when it comes to the Montreal screw job or whether it happened. I don't know. I'm undecided. I know. Did did Vince really walk into Brett's fist? Is he that stupid? <laughs> <laughs> My number one Survivor Series. From last wow. year, uh, last year Survivor Series in Toronto, uh, yeah. I was there. 
Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, fucking amazing. And what was amazing about it was they gave us what nobody expected. Because when Goldberg came to the WWE originally, they made WWE Goldberg, and they put him in different tights and trunks, and they just they took away everything that was great about Goldberg, and they changed it, and Goldberg sucked. And uh, when he came back, he still had the WWE Goldberg tights, but he's a little older. He's probably liking them better. But the Bill Goldberg that showed up that night was the WCW Bill Goldberg, and that's what we got. We got a WCW Bill Goldberg match against Brock Lesnar, and nobody fucking seen it coming, and it blew everybody's minds. <laughs> and it was the most mind I watched it. I went home. And I watched it four more times that night. <laughs> I can't and like Brock's facials in that fucking match when he first gets hit and he's like, because that spear, when they filmed it so well, everything like, about it was perfect. It was perfect. But not only that, the rest of the card was solid. The five on five that went like a fucking hour before the Brock match was amazing. Uh, Shane McMahon definitely gets concussed in that match. At one point, he takes a fucking bump or a DDT or something. It was the spear off the... He, he tried to do the coast-to-coast and Rain speared him. Oh, it was something like right around... like some, He hits his head so hard. But that five-on-five five was like... I don't even remember very much of else of the card outside the five-on-five five and the Brock Lesnar match. That's how good I, it was. I, I legit can't remember anything else from that card. And I remember liking that show from top to bottom as well. Yeah, it was fantastic. And that's probably the best card I've ever been at. And it also is arguably one of the best Canadian cards that they've ever put on. For sure. So am I it? that it? I think that's it. Holy shit, man. Five. Hey, uh, this might be the longest episode we've done. But regardless, uh, a fun one. I've had time. I've, I mean, I've had fun times. Uh, this, this, uh, <laughs> this show has been sponsored uh, by uh, by uh, Mister THC. I pity the fool that smokes my drugs. And also, uh, yeah, that's my way of saying some of us are cheaped up here during this show, <laughs> uh, folks. Uh, it's been a good show. Um, Ryan. Give me your socials and your stats. Where can we find you? And don't say St. John, New Brunswick this weekend at Yuck Yucks because it's already been over. So where are you going? Where are you, where are you coming up after that? Um, you can uh, catch me at Yuck Yucks next week. Actually, it'll probably be after that. So on the 7th of December, I'll be uh, featuring uh, with Adam DeLore. Oh, yeah. Uh, headlining. Uh, yeah. You can catch me at Twitter at Ryan S. Freed. That, at, that's at Ryan's Fried. Uh, and follow me on Facebook, uh, Ryan S. Freed. <laughs> All right, Travis, what's up with you? Boom, I'm in uh, the St. John Yucks in uh, two weeks, the end of December. Uh, I mean, at the beginning of December, uh, I'm PI a couple of nights. I don't know what the dates are. I'm bad at plugs. Where can they? Where can we see these dates? Are they on anywhere? Uh, go. You can go to my Twitter. It's Trav underscore is underscore Lindsay. Uh, here's looking at you, Skid. Um, <laughs> you follow me on Instagram as the hashtag. Travis Lindsay hashtag winner and uh, oh winner of James Mullinger's comedy boot camp. Oh, um, unlike oh. the third place sitting next to me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Boom. And uh, yeah. my God, 
That's great. Andrew Vaughn CD coming out. Yeah, uh, you can get my Too Fat to Go Kart. You can get it on my website, andrewvaughncomedy.ca. All my dates are on there. I'm heading up to Ontario here next uh, November 21st. Uh, the week I'll be in Ottawa. The next week after that, Kingston. And the week after that, Toronto. And then St. John Club. After that, all my dates are available on my website. I've got more than the other two. Suck it. Yeah, but I have credits. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's right. <laughs> I have a dad, though. Yeah, I got credits. I'll take with four oh, quarters. Shit, now he's going <laughs> to... I shouldn't brag. Now the no, real comic's gonna no, fuck all this no, up. No, I you, that, you stepped on the punchline. I said I got four credits. I know. I it's too late. <laughs> Fucked it all up. I said. I got credits. It was four quarters into a video game machine, but that's four more credits than you, you got. <laughs> that is actually true. <laughs> that was that was my joke. Anyway, you missed it, Vaughn. You big fat pig. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> We will no Alec Baldwin daughter shaming. All right, please. Not on my show. Folks, um, that is the show today. Of course, I'm Casey Corbin. And uh, thank you for joining us. You can catch me at Casey Corbin on Twitter, Casey Corbin on Facebook, uh, comedian Casey Corbin on Instagram. Don't forget Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram, at TNWPod on Twitter, uh talking wrestling at gmail don't forget to rate review subscribe don't also forget about the postcards (laughs) um don't think that you can get postcards from the edge because he wasn't wrestling in the early 80s but you can get postcards from kevin sullivan so just to let you know from the 80s from the 80s get those rate review subscribes in and hey thanks again for letting us put a headlock in your ears uh, i'm case corbin thanks again for tuning in to never sleeps networks talking wrestling have a good day too sweet never sleeps network This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.